Welcome to another episode of Culture Unfiltered, the podcast that offers an unfiltered take on corporate culture with members of the Paychex family. I'm your host, Deborah Luna. From the quest for innovation to the importance of being responsible, we've got culture covered. So sit back, stay curious, and be here now. Welcome to another episode of Culture Unfiltered. I am joined again this month by Dan Becker. Dan, welcome back to the Culture Unfiltered table. Thank you very much. Very excited for this month's conversation. So joining us this month, we have Jeff Williams, who's new to the organization. So I'm going to give him a bit of an opportunity to introduce himself. And we're going to be talking about what it means to be ethical and integrity. So Jeff, without further ado, welcome in. Thank you. So glad to have you here. Great to be here. Um, Tell us a little bit about your background prior to Paychex, a little bit about you as a person, and then what drew you to Paychex. Thanks, Deborah. You know, I'm I'm really excited to be at Paychex. I've been here now for about three and a half months, and it's been awesome. I guess I should say 100 days, but that seems yeah. super presidential to me. Well, and, do, and do you have that, like, the 100 days of 100 school? Day plan. Yeah. yeah. No, I don't have a motorcade. Yeah. I don't have secret service. It's waiting for you outside. Surprise. None of yeah. that. <laughs> anyway, I guess, I guess I've, I'm describing myself, it would probably be as a tech-enabled services executive. Mm-hmm. Most of the last 15 years in the HR business uh, with companies that uh, have been, you know, competitors to or complementers of paychecks. Okay. And prior to that, in the tech and telecom space, have led uh, businesses from, you know, 100 million to a billion plus uh, in the US, Canada, and Europe. Awesome. And I uh, feel like my life forever changed in November of 2021 when I got a chance to to join Paychex. Yeah. And I'm, I'm really grateful for the chance. Yeah. And we're excited to have you here. And I, you know, we've we've seen some of the the early stages of, uh, you know, the things that you're doing here. And I, um, I, you know, I think we're better for it for sure. And one of the things that, you know, one of the reasons why we wanted to bring you in is that we're having this conversation around, in you know, integrity and ethics. And mm-hmm. just before we kind of dig into some of your perspective on that, just in general, was that a, a, a thing that attracted you to Paychex? Was this values-based culture and with integrity sort of being that cornerstone value? It was. I've gotten to the stage of my career where it really matters not only what I do, but who I do it with, mm-hmm. what those people are about, and what they're doing uh, to help the world be a better place. Yeah. And I think Paychex sits at the intersection of a lot of different things that matter to me providing help and service to American small business at a time where it's been so battered and beleaguered and is in recovery uh, and doing so in ways that make a difference for so many millions of American families. Mm -hmm. Um, Those things really spoke to me. And as I went through a very long and protracted interview process, uh, what I learned about the company was there was this real congruence around culture. Mm And one of the pieces at the heart of that culture was integrity. Yeah. The how we do things really matters. It's It was an unequivocal baseline for the person they were looking for that had to have these kinds of uh, traits. Yeah. I really recognize that that is part of who Paychex is. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That last phrase you said, when you think of who Paychex is, one of the things that kind of ticks off in my head is where do we each find our own personal definition of integrity? Mm-hmm. Obviously, Paychex has one. We have the guiding behaviors to go along with that. Um, as you have worked numerous jobs, numerous different companies in the past, we know we were doing a little digging. We've done some DEI initiatives mm-hmm. um, in your past. Where does your definition of integrity come from personally? And then how do you kind of bring that into the atmosphere of Paychex? 
Let me maybe describe it as um, maybe a synonym for character. I've always thought of character is what happens when no one's looking. Mm -hmm. Who are mm -hmm. you when no one else is around? And I think that is uh, a way to think about integrity that I've certainly um, felt very strongly about over the years. I think another test of integrity is, am I a leader that's big enough to be there at the times of my team's uh, biggest hopes and biggest fears to provide a compass for where the team needs to be and where it needs to go. And I think being a, an employee and a leader of fabric, one that really gets that doing the right thing matters on an everyday basis is at the heart of, of having integrity. Yeah. yeah. I think that's so interesting, too, because I think, you know, when you look to exemplary leaders, that tends to be a common trait, this sort of port in the storm, you know, I'm in it with you, uh, you know, I'm alongside, I'm alongside you for the journey. And one of the things I've heard you mention before in some other um, conversations is that, um, you know, you're you as an individual as well are still a work in progress. You still have much to learn. How does that lend itself to your journey through integrity, through, you know, being ethical, um, you know, whether it's through the DEI lens or from a service perspective? And and actually, we didn't touch on this in your intro. Tell us what you're doing here at Paychex. I didn't. Let's, oh, yeah. Let's go back goodness. to that for a real second. <laughs> okay. You're going to have to ask no, the first question again, because I'll have forgotten <laughs> it by the time I answer this one. So what I'm, am I doing at Paychex? Yeah, Who are you? I've got a few roles. One is I'm running our mid-market uh, service organizations, our multi-product service center for clients who buy you know more than one thing from us uh, i run that group i also have our relationship management group which handles our largest most complex relationships and i've also got our hr solutions team which provides hr services from our smallest uh, to our largest clients awesome so one of the things you just mentioned sort of reminds me of some things that i've, I've heard you say in other conversations which is you know that you yourself as a leader are, are still learning and, and growing. So how does that lend itself to, you know, integrity? Or do you have an example of a time where there was a learning opportunity that you lived through that has then yielded a more strong integrity on the other side? Yeah. And are you up for a personal one? Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So the personal one would be uh, our 13-year-old boy in 2018 was diagnosed with osteosarcoma, which is uh, bone cancer. And it was, a, it was a big tumor, but fortunately for us, it was a pretty lazy tumor. But the, the impact of that was he had to have his upper arm uh, removed and replaced with the fibula from his leg. Uh, and ne I never quite adjust to how matter-of-factly I talk about this, by the way, but after talking about it so often, I, I do. And uh, many rounds of, of chemo, probably over 100 nights in, in children's hospital. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Kevin is now uh, cancer-free. Wonderful. Uh, years, awesome. These three and a half years later. But so 2018 and 2019 was cancer. Mm -hmm. uh, 2020 and 2021 was COVID. Yeah. And, you know, and so, you know, now I firmly believe there's light and there's hope and, and I'm excited about that. I guess getting back to what did I learn through all of that? I learned that um, being a leader that matters, matters. Uh, doing it with people who look up to you to create a better place for them matters. You know, I think long after we make or miss plans, we uh, projects are on time or they're late, 
things are successes or their failures, I think we'll get remembered for who we are as leaders and the impact we made uh, on the people and, and the place. So when I think about the integrity that's required to create that kind of impact, uh, I do it from the experience of, I feel like having to have dealt with you know, the, some of the toughest set of circumstances that could be thrown at a parent really gives me a sense for what it was like to lead a family mm -hmm. during that time mm. and shaped me better as a leader of a business. It really sorted out uh, who I was, what my priorities were, and how I wanted to spend my time. Yeah. Wow. But thank you for sharing that story. And I'm Amazing. so glad to hear that he's doing glad well. Glad he's doing well. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Thank you. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So you touched on the fact that you have. Are you, so let me back up a little bit. Yeah. So you touched on Canada. Oh, Canada! We're yes, we're going into Canada territory. Oh, we're going north. Canada. Thank you. That was lovely. Leading the world and being north of the United States since 1867. <laughs> I mean, if that's not the tagline, uh, that is amazing. Um, yes, our neighbors to the north. You are from Canada. You have spent a significant time in Canada. Give us the Canada story. Uh, the Canada story is born Canadian, okay. raised American, okay. back to Canada, have been living in Canada now for the last long time okay. <laughs> and working in the U.S. So okay. I consider myself actually North American. I like it. That's yeah. very sort of, it pulls it, it, pulls it yeah. all together. I love both my countries. Yes, that's yeah. wonderful. So yeah. Canadians are known as a kind people, a sort of an even keeled people. Would you say that that's a fair ass assessment? I'd say it's a pretty good read. Pretty yeah. good read. Okay. Yeah. So how has that experience living, you know, sort of straddling the border, so to speak, in having, you know, one foot in Canada, one foot in the States, how has that shaped or has it shaped your approach to leadership? I can't overstate how fortunate I feel to live along the world's longest unprotected border. There's mm. 5,525 miles of collective trust, mm -hmm. shared history, and in many ways on the biggest things, common purpose. Like any family, we have our little squabbles, but at the heart of it, Americans and Canadians have so very much in common. Um, it's made it's made my life um, great yeah. in so many ways. And I would say, you know, so you highlight maybe some of the the differences. Here here's a difference um, that I think is is great about Canada. Uh, Canada has uh, single payer healthcare. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you know, Canada made a decision very, very long ago that's interwoven with who we are, that universal access to healthcare is a Canadian human right. Yep. Mm -hmm. And we mm -hmm. all pay into that system and we all participate in that system. Mm -hmm. It's got differences to the American system, but I'd highlight it as a way that Canada periodically has to think about the collective a little bit differently than the individual mm. while still managing a capitalist-based democracy yeah. has just made some different choices about priority and public versus private intervention and how to think about those things. Sure. I don't think it's uniquely um, better or worse. It's just that it's a different set of choices in a similar 
const similar similar macroeconomic and geopolitical construct. If yeah. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No. Absolutely. And I think you know it's interesting because obviously those conversations have come up here and what's the ideal structure here. And I think that one of the things that I had not really thought about was that so much of the the as you mentioned, you know the the, the political structure of the the so many of that is similar to what we how we operate here in the states um and can can they live in synchronicity uh with each other um without sort of completely upending one thing or the other yeah. um and it seems to be working here's, to some degree here's my my great take on Canada and the US when the chips are down when they're really down mm-hmm. we've got each other's back yeah yeah I would say, and I'd say that's true of Paychex employees as well. I mean, we we see how employees are pulling together right now to stand with Ukraine and making donations mm-hmm. to support uh, the efforts um, underway over there. So I'd say, and we've seen that with hurricanes and with other natural disasters, how we've come together as employees. So I think that um, that that rings true for us as well. Yeah, a great sure. example of that was uh, the work we had to do when a supplier had some challenges. We all had to come together mm-hmm. to give that supplier and each other a hand. And mm-hmm. at that time, there was no there was no title, there was no role, there was just a big basket of work, and yeah. we were all in the same location, and we needed to do some work that none of us would view as a career aspiration, but it was exactly what the company needed us to be in that moment, yeah. and I was incredibly proud at the career choice I'd made that day. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. So do you still, um, logistically, do you still live in Canada, and you just work here? State secret. <laughs> He'd tell you. Can't tell you. So sorry. Yeah, I mean, you know, I upped my degree of difficulty uh, with paychecks for sure. New country, new company, new community, international commute during a pandemic, closed border, like all of that sort of stuff. Um, You know, wearing pants with a belt as opposed to (laughs) sweatpants every day, right? Coming out of my crate. The only time I came out of my crate in 20 months was to be walked and fed. I think we have a pair of sweatpants (laughs) in a lost and found Uh, box. We can just give to you. It's a JW on the tag. I love sweatpants. (laughs) Anyway, so I, um, yeah, my primary residence is in Canada and and, um, I commute here uh, for the time being. The kids are in grade 11. They're juniors in high school, so once we get them launched, yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll be down here on a more permanent basis. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, one of the things that I, you know, I think we've touched on a little bit in this conversation is how personal the idea of being ethical is, mm-hmm. right? Having a good sense of integrity, everything like that. And I think that's one of the thing unique things about these founding blocks of our um, paychecks values is that all of them are very personal to us in different ways. Mm -hmm. And I think all of them interact with each other in different ways. I'm curious as a leader, I'm sure you have to deal with a lot of accountability on a daily basis. And sometimes accountability is hard. It's not always the easiest conversations in the world. I'm curious how you balance the ideas of um, integrity and accountability and how you kind of bring those together to have uh, those kind of conversations. The word accountability sometimes has connotations that I don't love. I've seen accountability used, uh, I've seen it almost weaponized. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to carry around the accountability weapon and I'm going to shoot it at you because mm-hmm. I need yep. you to sword swallow this problem uh, that may or may not have been at your doing, but mm-hmm. but you have to have the accountability. And I, I just don't think about it that way. To me, accountability 
needs to be wrapped in the safety of the opportunity to be wrong mm -hmm. and to learn and grow from that. So I can be accountable for something, um, but I also have to own my learning in that accountability and grow for grow from it. So I think there's a, a wonderful chance to reshape maybe the way we think about mm -hmm. accountability to be more positive around, hey, I want to be the one that owns this particular item, issue, project, goal. And I want to bring everyone else around I can because I am accountable. And I want to do the absolute best I can for, for my company, for my um, clients, and for my shareholders. And if I don't quite get there, I'm I'm going to learn from it. I'm going to be accountable for what happened, and I'm gonna I'm going to grow as a result. And I think that's how it weaves into integrity. We as an organization have the integrity to allow people to to learn and to grow, um, while using accountability as the opportunity to um, almost megaphone our goals out and have more leaders in more places in the organization who want to be a part of good things. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like that. I, I think you're right. I think there is sometimes a tendency to hear accountability as blame or, mm -hmm. you know, as fault. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll take, I'll take the hit for that. I'll take the blame for that, uh, and, and grow. But I, I think that they, they can't be successful without having that failure or freedom to fail and freedom to learn, um, you know, and, and sort of work forward in, in a positive direction from there. So I think, I think that's great. And I'm sure the leaders in the organization, especially, you know, you mentioned it earlier, Jeff, it's been a crazy couple of years. We don't have to, mm -hmm. you know, belabor that point, but, um, you know, the, the clients that we're serving are just as exhausted. They're just as, mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> they're just as fed up with all of it and they're ready to be done. Uh, you know, like my, my son says when he doesn't want to have any more dinner, can I be done? Can I, can I just be done? <laughs> um, so yeah, I think, you know, having the ability to empower our leaders to have the integrity, have the accountability to allow for growth and, you know, a, a missed goal here or there, or, or, you know, the, the improvement that everyone needs to go through to be better at what they do and bring their best every day and feel like, you know, they're not, um, you know, they're not being targeted or, or, you know, like you said, using that as a weapon, as opposed to as a, as a support structure. So I think yeah. that's, I, I, um, I'm reminded at times like this and hearing you talk about it of, uh, a quote and I won't, it's not mine and I won't, attribute it correctly. So whoever this is out there listening to this podcast, please forgive me. <laughs> but it really is about being uh, big enough to fail mm -hmm. and being humble enough to succeed. Yeah, I think you get that right as a leader. It's amazing how, how big a shadow you can cast and how many people want to come along with that. I, I think it's really okay to not have all the answers, mm -hmm. but to be yeah. communicative all the same. Mm -hmm. The amount of respect I feel a leader can get from being vulnerable, recognizing they have a lot to learn, recognizing maybe they came up a little short when mm. they were accountable for something. Mm -hmm. I, I think that is I think that can be great stuff for an individual, for a group and, yeah. and for an organization. I love that. That's wonderful. Um, all right. So now the hard questions. Oh, boy. Here we go. Uh-oh. I'm, I'm very afraid. Yeah. We can't end a conversation with a Canadian mm -hmm. without a pretty, pretty weighty question. Talk to me. Kids in the Hall or SCTV? 
Wow, how long can the podcast go? Well, this this can be the extended the extended cut. So I would say, you know, the je ne sais quoi, very Canadian to very, do a little French. A little French. Answer would be kids in the hall because okay. it's a little cooler. Yeah. It's a little bit more. A little more fringe. You know, I had some friends who are pretty sketchy. They like kids in the hall. <laughs> That's a, a good A little litmus. bit more than my mainstream friends <laughs> did. But when you look at the players on SCTV How and the you... careers that were launched, I mean... be it Candy, be it Short, be it you, Levy, yes. be it Martin. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Yeah. It, it was Saturday Night Live before yeah. Saturday Night Live mm. was Saturday Night Live, in my humble Canadian opinion, I would because agree we Canadians you. are humble. Yeah. So Kids in the Hall, <laughs> maybe the artist acclaim, maybe the Fringe Award, but for mainstream comedy yeah. and the careers it set free, you got to give me SCTV. Yeah. I, uh, I remember watching SCTV as a kid. I want to say it was on, it must have been on like Nick at Night or something that I was watching it on. Uh, and... It was so influential to me that comedy was so on point. And it wasn't until I was a little bit older that I started watching Kids in the Hall. And now they're doing a reboot. I'm not sure if you're aware. Oh, I've pretty, heard. Pretty yes. excited about yes, it. I've heard. Um, pretty pumped. Um, so, yeah, I just I think they 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 scratch two different itches, I think mm -hmm. is what it is. But I would agree with you. I mean, the the star power of SCTV is unmatched, unmatched. Okay, so do you want to play a game of Canadian or not Canadian? Sure. Oh my gosh, now I'm nervous. <laughs> All right, so okay. we're going to play Canadian or not Canadian. Okay. Both of these people, neither of these people, or one of these people is Canadian. Okay. Girl. You guys need to tell me. Okay. Celine Dion and Alanis Morissette. I, both I, Canadian. I know Celine Dion for sure. I know Alanis Morissette. Morissette. All right, both. Both is your final answer? Yes. Ding, 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 yes. ding. You got yes. it. I'm like, that was my final answer and until he funny. asked me again. And All I was right. like, oh, God. Okay. I don't know. All right. Well, let's keep going. All right. The Blues Brothers. Oh, man. John Belushi Ooh. and Dan Aykroyd. Both, neither, or one? One. I'm going to say no to Belushi, Blue yes to Aykroyd. I agree. Oh, wait. Hold on, though. Belushi seems too- chicago -y? American. Too chicago -y, too- I'm gonna still. I'm. I'm gonna go. Final answer. One and one. Not Belushi. Yes to Aykroyd. Ding 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 ding. Oh, man, I'm very paused down and everything. Very too. impressed. All right. I'm very excited. Are you to guys be doing hockey so well. fans? Uh, Ranger fan ish. All Not right. enough to. But All try right. me. Wayne Gretzky. Got, oh man. And Gordy Howe. See, my Gordy Howe knowledge is like pretty limited to Cameron Fry's. Jersey and uh, Ferris Bueller's. <laughs> That's like where my Gordy Howe knowledge is. Um, I'll say just to just because I feel like we haven't said this yet, I'm gonna say neither. I'm flinching. I don't think Wayne. Oh my gosh, I don't even want to say this sentence, but I don't think Wayne Gretzky's Canadian. He's not, right? I'm gonna let you be the one on record to say that. I just said neither. <laughs> oh, jeez. So it was, you know, it was the double secret trick question because the Canadian asking about hockey would be tempted to say neither. Yeah. However, it is both. <gasps> it's although, both. although with Gretzky being an LA resident now, right? But yeah, both, right. both Canadian, and maybe the last one. This will be right. the. Um, this is, this the... is for double points. Okay. okay. Double points. I'm ready. George Washington and Thomas Jefferson. 
I feel like that's a that feels like a trick question. That feels like a trick question. <laughs> George George Washington <laughs> definitely not, right? Well, Thomas Jefferson. He definitely. was from Virginia. Yeah. Thomas Jefferson was Oh my I wish you know we what? had video this on is, this podcast right now. This is <laughs> such so a great. statement on like is... the American education system. So too. great. It's like this where did our air. founding fathers come from? Uh, the only okay. Wait, I'm... I've seen Hamilton. That's hold on. We the venerated Virginian out. whose men are all going lining up. Yes, that's how. That's the line that I'm going from. He's from Virginia, and he said, right. "I'm from Virginia, so watch your mouth." That was another line, right? <laughs> in Hamilton. So it's got to be George Washington. No, Jefferson. Thomas yes, but what? I don't, I don't want to ask the question that I have in my head. I'm going to wait till we're not recording anymore and then I'll yeah. ask it, but I'll let you do the final Okay, answer. I'm going to say George Washington, no. <laughs> Thomas Jefferson, yes. Final answer. I can't believe you guys are American. Of course they're both no. Oh, no. <laughs> and if you didn't get oh, it no. from but years of studying American oh, history, man. you should have got it from the leading America and be leading the world and being north of America since 1867. I had actually dropped oh, a clue. clue. Oh, that was man. a leap. Now, I am also pleased that years of education were <laughs> replaced by Miranda's play. Yes, listen, it's catchier <laughs> than Miss Crisse in the consolidated grade your entire <laughs> high school into three yeah. hours right. in Broadway, which is yeah. awesome. But that's how I know about all the tomfoolery with Lafayette and you know our disappointment yeah, with that. It really is yeah. good. Anyway, well, Jeff. Can I say one other thing about <laughs> yes. integrity before we leave today? <laughs> and it's not Absolutely the integrity not. of us knowing no. our own country's history. It's so great. You guys, were, you guys were really good sports, by the way. <laughs> I'm going to uh, give you a scribbler and you can pull up some Chesterfield and put your wellies in a Sobe bag. Um, we're gonna have to run I'm that sorry. through. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna have to run that through. Do we have, a, we do we have a bleeping button? Check, <laughs> check with legal. Check with legal on the wellies in the Sobe bag. Well, this has been like a Cape Breton kitchen party. I'll have you know. Um, I don't look <laughs> on the last thing on the integrity side. Will you two pull yourself together? <laughs> All right. I need like a translator. One, one thing I want to leave you with on in integrity is. Um, there's nothing else without it, mm -hmm. right? So I, you know, mm -hmm. we we I think we talked about some really interesting things around it, but if you don't have it, you don't belong. You certainly don't belong at paychecks. You don't belong in my personal orbit. You, you just yeah. kind of don't belong as far as as far as I'm concerned. I wanted to get that that out on the record, and I also wanted to say one of the awesome things about having high integrity is it, it's actually one of those things I don't think you need to spend time learning. Um, it's like those things that don't require any skill, like being on time, having a good attitude, being a good friend, saying thank you, having integrity. It's all of the things that can make you fantastic at what you do mm -hmm. that don't require any real technical ability or training at all. It's yeah. just, mm -hmm. it can be part of who you are that makes you great to be around, makes you trustworthy. Uh, it makes you part of the answer. Awesome. Well, we're glad that you're Love part that. of the answer here at Paychecks. And thank you so much for joining us. And uh, I got to go hit the library. You want to come oh, with me, Dan? Yeah. Canada, Canada, our home. <laughs> See y'all. This podcast is property of Paychecks Incorporated 2022. All rights reserved.